Welcome to the Asian Dating Podcast. As usual, I'm always looking for Asian women to be part of my database. So ladies, if you are single and are open to being set up all across the U.S. or Asia, please go to twoasianmatchmakers.com and fill out a profile so I know where to find you. So welcome to the show today. I have a very special guest. Janice Formicella is a breakup coach who works with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts and use their breakup as the opportunity for a fresh start in life. She is also the host of X-Files podcast, a weekly podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Janice. How are Hi. you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. This is a blast already. <laughs> well, I am so lucky to have a breakup coach on my show because I'm always curious how breakup coaches get started and who are their ideal clients and who they help right now. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do and a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. That's um, that's kind of a loaded, <laughs> a loaded question. But as far as what I do, I work right now one on one with people who can't who just can't seem to shake their breakup off of them and who feel like it's still really present in their lives. I work with people from all, I guess, lengths of time related to a breakup, you know, from some people who are approaching a breakup to about a year after. And that's because a breakup can just derail us. And we are just not given the tools and the resources and the knowledge to know how to shake it. And so I work one-on-one -on -one with people to kind of figure out what it is that is keeping them stuck and then to action plan around shaking it up and moving on and opening up a fresh chapter in life. So it's a lot about healing, but then looking forward as well. So you actually help people break up with their current boyfriend or girlfriend? Sometimes. I would say typically it's people who have been broken up for an amount of time and just can't seem to to move on. Uh, but I, I have had uh, several people approach me knowing that they're coming up to a breakup and learning about my podcast and so kind of wanting to, you know, preemptively get some support on board. Uh, but typically it's people who have already gone through the process or are trying to make it stick. I'm a really big advocate, for instance, of the, you know, no contact rule. And I have a lot of people who reach out to me just because they say, uh, you know, we're broken up, but I just can't seem to stop engaging with this person and it's keeping me down. And because they know that this is a big part of my philosophy around breakups, they just want to have the accountability to uh, to not continue to engage with, with their ex. And there's a number of other things that keep people just unable to look forward and just stuck, but that's a big one. So no contact, huh? You recommend mm -hmm. blocking them, don't respond to their emails, like all what, of that, what do yes. you mean? Yeah, all of that. A lot. I mean, mostly people are coming to me because they are in pain over their breakup. And if that is the case, I think the best thing that you can do, one of the best things at least, is to cut off the source of your pain. And for a lot of the people who come to me, that would be would be the X. And it is absolutely life-changing for people. So and yes, blocking, sometimes it takes people 
a minute to get there, but just stopping the stopping the engagement. It just keeps you stuck in this really toxic loop and it keeps people in the past. And so it's helping people to get to the point where they're either not answering or not being the one to reach out. Not looking at social media is definitely an aspect of no contact. And ultimately, I think that blocking is one of the most powerful things that you can do. But, you know, we take, I take everybody where they are and we get to that point eventually. Yeah, that's really interesting. Would you say that majority of the people who come to you who need help, they were the ones that their partner broke up with them or they were the one to break up with their partner? Like what percentage of clients are the ones who did the breakup or the ones broken up to? What an interesting question that I don't think podcast hosts have posed to me before. <laughs> to be honest, I'm just sitting here thinking of just like the past half dozen people I've worked with. It's all over. It's all yeah. over the place, to be honest. It can be just as painful to be the one to end it because you know you have to, as it can be to be broken up with or to just be suddenly quote unquote dumped. And honestly, I'm not too sure. I definitely work with people who were the ones who ended it, but are still trapped in this toxic, toxic loop with their ex for various reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah for sure. I'm just thinking back of my breakups and yeah, the ones I've broken up were just as bad. Yep. And the ones I was being dumped. So yeah. it's, I mean, yeah, think I, about I it. You're, well, I do too. And I actually don't use it very often. Um, but you know, when you're in a relationship, getting to the point where you know that you have to end things for your future happiness can be incredibly painful. And so a lot of people to ease the pain will keep in touch with, with their ex and have just as hard of a time moving on as the person who really wanted to, to work things out. Do you recommend someone who's been in a relationship for two years, they break up, do you recommend like a certain amount of time that they need to process this or to get over it? Cause when I get clients who just come out of a divorce, I hope that they've been divorced for at least two years, physically moving out of the house or being away from the partner. Is there like a magic number or formula that mm -hmm. you advise your clients to follow or suggest? Not at all. I think that there's different ways to tell if your breakup is controlling your life or playing a really big role in your life and how much presence your ex still has in your day to day. And that completely varies from person to person with our past, our coping mechanisms, et cetera. I love the example that you gave about divorce because I've actually found that for myself and many of my clients that the divorcees are actually far more prepared and ready to begin dating again compared to my clients who were not married. And that is because when you get divorced, there is a long path to getting to the point where you decide to kind of cut the cord. And for a lot of people, you already have, what is the expression, one, one leg out or one arm out for quite a while. And so I have found that people who go through the divorce process are, act are actually far more prepared. And so... In that case, 
you know, I've seen people start dating just a couple of months after and do wonderfully my, myself included, I have to say in the lead up to my divorce, the lead up to my divorce was probably at least a year. And so I was more mentally prepared for it and super excited to, to date and did it in a really healthy way because I knew it was coming. Right. Right. Do you believe Mm -hmm. that when women leave a relationship, they've already thought more about it than a man who leaves a relationship? Like, is it more sudden for a man to leave? I would say also, I couldn't really make a call about that. (laughs) I would say it's all over the place. And I do have men and women, um, all sexualities, all walks of life. And I think that that's one reason why it's been successful is because everybody is impacted by a broken heart, no matter what your background is. So what are some basic steps that you suggest for the listeners out there who just broke up with somebody? What are some key things that they should be aware of and follow? Oh, there's a number of things. First of all, I would say going back to no contact, if you're in a lot of pain from the breakup, I think that the best thing that you can do is create space, sever ties, focus on you and yourself and your future and not your ex. I know a lot of people talk about remaining friends. And while you know that may, that may be possible, that's this is not the time for it. This is the time to think about your life outside of the relationship. So that's the number one thing that I would probably say. And I definitely know how challenging that can be for people. I'm also a huge advocate for not looking at social media, not looking at the photos, not looking at the messages, this type of thing, and just removing their presence from your life. I think that it's really important to put a heavy emphasis on self-care and this is something that I work with clients in the initial couple of weeks is, you know, what is your routine like? What are your mornings look like? What are you doing in the evenings? What is your plan for the weekend? And making sure that it's all about being as comfortable as possible and even like physically comfortable just so that you can ease some of the pain somewhat. When it comes to the weekends, I'm always checking in with my new clients. What are you going to be doing? <laughs> Because it can just be so jarring to be home alone without a plan. And that's when people really start to falter is because they don't know what to expect and they start you know, thinking about it and not knowing what to do with themselves. So we're talking about healthy distractions, getting out of the house, keeping your hands busy, having a plan, that sort of thing. So, And this is in you know the initial month or so. Uh, these are my biggest, my biggest tips. Yeah. Staying busy is key, right? And doing things that you didn't do with your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, like doing new things, going to new places. I feel like that is really important. And also reaching out to friends that you might've, you know, dumped or dropped off Mm -hmm. on the face of the earth with. Like, I think people actually really appreciate people reaching out again. Yes. They're reaching out because they want to reconnect and they don't have anything to do, but hopefully these friends are empathetic and would take you in right away and help you get through this. So, and knowing what you, what type of support you want can be, can be really nice. And maybe saying, you know, I'd like to watch a movie 
or I'd like to go out to eat rather than I just want to talk about mm -hmm. the breakup and also kind of identifying what friends in your life may be more useful for some things over, over others. I think it's important to try not to exhaust your support network during this time, but all, yeah, it's definitely keeping people around you if that feels uh, pleasurable to you. I'm really big advocate of going for long walks and having a really good morning routine is something that I think is really important for people going through a breakup. And I really like to sit down with people and have them just kind of close their eyes and think about what time of day is the most difficult. And then we attack it and come up with a plan. So going back to what you said about being friends with your ex, do you suggest that maybe they wait until, I don't know, a couple months or until mm -hmm. they could talk about their ex without crying that they can approach being friends with? Like, I would say Possibly. it's pretty difficult. Yeah, right. It's away. difficult. And I've seen it work, but I've it's rare for sure. And I think when people come to me, as I said before, it's because they are in pain. Mm -hmm. And so when people do start going into this loop about staying friends and working on the relationship and being there for this person and not being the bad guy and all these excuses that we give ourselves to stay in something that is so dysfunctional that you're now seeing a breakup coach. I really try to encourage people to not put the emphasis there. We're not talking about your the new relationship that you have with this person. We're talking about healing from the last relationship that you had with them. So the goal is not improving any type of, of, of connection with this person. The goal is healing. I think that two people can come together and, and be friends, but I think that it takes both people completely having moved on. And that takes a lot of time and it takes an amount of time that you're both going to be really different, different people. And yeah, potentially it, I'm sure that it's possible. It's just not what I do. It's not what I help people with. I help people with the healing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. I get it. So what else about breakups that you find? I mean, breaking up with someone today could be very, very different than 10 years, 15 years ago, because now people can just ghost you. They can just text you. They could unfriend you on Facebook and announce yeah. your relationship <laughs> on Facebook. I mean, what are some things that you found is the best way to handle a breakup? If two people are not getting along, they know they want to end things. What is the proper way to break up with somebody? Oh, wow. What a great question. I think being open, I think, and this is perhaps going to be somewhat controversial, but I think thinking of yourself and your own needs and what's going to make it easiest for you is really the most important thing. And I don't advocate ghosting at all. I think that, of course, you should be upfront with the person, but I also think that you should have a plan as to how you are going to, to cope with it. Yeah. Rather than, you know, how is this other person going, going to cope with it? Yeah. I <laughs> and, always... You know, I've seen situations just all over the place as far as how people end up in the type of circumstance that would lead them to reach out to someone like me all over the place for sure. But yeah, speak your needs and then get out of there. I think also that it should be swift <laughs> for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. just thinking of, I mean, of course it depends on how long you've been together and how intimate I was just going to say that, that stuff, yeah. mm -hmm. but just honesty, like communication yeah. is the key. And when you break up with somebody, that person should not be surprised that things are bad, that you have changed or something's come up, you know, yeah. like hopefully our gut feelings and our intuition has played a key role in the relationship that you kind of have a feeling what's going on and you know it, but sometimes you can't put your finger on it. But yeah, I don't, I feel like breakups shouldn't be a complete surprise. Like, you know, I, just thinking back, of course, based on my experiences. So yeah. What are your thoughts on yeah, that? I, I agree with you. I do have people who come to me and in the first couple of sessions will say, I never saw this coming. I thought everything was great. This was the best relationship that I ever had. I don't know what I'm going to do without this other person. And we do go through kind of a different process at that point. And that is working really hard to look back and identify the things about the relationship that were not working because no relationship ends that's working and no relationship ends that was fully functional before, you know, one day it was over. And through that process, every single time, every single person will then, you know, perhaps a month later say, you know what, there were actually so many things that I just refused to accept or refused to admit. There were so many times when I was unhappy, there were so many red flags and yeah, you're absolutely right. It was probably going to end. It wasn't, it wasn't good for either of us a lot of the time. What are some red flags that people talk about that, man, I wish I would have known, or now I realize that was a red flag, but I just kind of ignored it and pretend it was a yellow flag. Like, what are some red flags that you hear from your clients or people that you've talked to about relationships not working out well? I definitely have a lot of people coming to me who feel that looking back that they were mistreated mm. or, you know, times that maybe their partner said something really embarrassing in public, for instance, I have a lot of people who mention that their family members didn't like their partner or that there was somehow an issue with the family, which, yeah, that has surprised me, but that's definitely been a recurring theme that so many people have, you know, a couple of weeks or a month later said, and you know what, and my family never liked them. Or my friends had said something or my friends said that they were uncomfortable. So it's a lot of, you know, people in, in the person's life who were just not fully on board and they just kind of brushed it off. But then looking back, it's like, oh, maybe there was something there. Yeah, I can think mm -hmm. of uh, a friend who none of her friends like the husband that she married but we all kept our mouth shut because they yeah. got like, what's what the can point you do? of Right. Mm -hmm. But if and anything I, I, happens, yeah. And I would say in the early date stages of dating, I am such an advocate for, I keep on using that word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a proponent <laughs> um, for taking things very, very slow so that you have the ability to walk away when these things start showing themselves to you. And I will say it is something to think about if your friends are not really thrilled about your new partner. You know, not always our friends have their own motivations for things, but I would say a lot of the time it's something to really, really pay attention to. If they're good friends who actually have your best interests at heart, they should be super excited about it. And if they're not, you know, 
give, give it a think. <laughs> so are you saying that if your friends are not enthusiastic or doesn't give unsolicited comments about your <laughs> boyfriend, that's a red flag. Like, oh, my friends just don't like him, but they don't really say they don't like him, but they haven't also said, oh my gosh, he's so great for you. I love him for you. He's so kind and generous and fun. So if yeah, you're potentially saying, you're saying if your friends don't lavish you with compliments about your man, maybe they don't like him. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. and isn't this something that you want for yourself, for everyone to, to get along? And like I said, if they're good friends and not everyone is, but if they are, then they should be really happy for you. And certainly if they say things that they've seen that they don't like, definitely pay attention. So if I'm a person who doesn't mm -hmm. like my girlfriend's uh, new boyfriend, how should I say it to her that I'm not a fan of him? Like, what are some things I could say that would be voicing my opinion about him, but without ruining my relationship and friendship <laughs> with her? It's so tricky. I've had friendships that actually did really get soured when I, when I spoke up. And I think just, I think it's more important to make sure that your friend still has a friend to go to no matter what happens. Um, I'm also a domestic violence survivor. And I just think making, just being there and everybody has their own process. And I think everybody is going to make up their own mind about things. And it's, it's, and it's more important that there's, there's somewhere to turn if things do in fact go, go sour. So without saying, Hey, I don't like your boyfriend. I would just say, Hey, if you ever need me, I'm here for you. I would totally pick up the phone. If you called me, just get in touch yes, with exactly. me. I'm here. So yeah. if you're correct way. that it's not a good relationship, they're going to be reaching out to you eventually. So yeah, be there for that. Look, if it's, it depends on so many things. If you have concerns, putting it in a nice way, but no matter what you do, making sure that it's a no judgment zone. I know I had friends who came to me in the initial days of me dating this person and it was full on, like, you got to get out of there. Like we don't want him around. And if you don't, you know, like it was kind of a deal breaker for them. Yeah. And you know, you don't, really want to do that when someone's excited about dating someone you're probably not gonna <laughs> succeed and for me you know it actually brought me kind of closer to this man and then when things did turn sour i felt like you know i had lost the people who i would have gone to mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah okay so what else about being a breakup coach do you find most rewarding? Like what are some stories, success stories that you can think of that you've helped someone get through their pain and sadness from their breakup, but then three or six months down the road, they're like a new person. Can you think mm -hmm. of an example or story that you can share? Yeah, a thousand percent. I do a monthly feature on my podcast, X-Files podcast. It's called My Breakup Story. And I actually have clients come on and talk to me about their breakups and working with me and what was most transformative. And I, I think what I'll say is I just love seeing the zest for life come back. I love seeing people's eyes, you know, lit up at the end of our time working together. I I know a lot of people, a few that I can think of right off the top of my head who come and when you see them on Zoom, they're just kind of sitting there and they feel really defeated. And, you know, I had a 
next week I'm actually dropping one of these episodes and I'm, I interviewed one of my male clients and that was, you know, exactly how it was. He had the worst energy and just was just very still when we spoke and just said, you know, it's the first thing he thinks about when he wakes up, it's, you know, going home feels like a burden to him and he just doesn't know where to turn. And, you know, three months later, seeing him get on with like all of this movement and having him talk about what he's doing on the weekends and how he's going out to, you know, the local pub and meeting people and, you know, planning a golf outing with his friends and, you know, hasn't talked to his ex for three months and like barely thinks about it. It's highly possible. It takes effort and it takes faith and courage to move on from a breakup. But I have seen people make an absolute 180 so many times and it's an absolute honor yeah i mean it's uh it's great i've never heard of a breakup coach but now i feel like why not enlist the help of people and delegate this part of your life to someone else that can handhold you and get yeah. you through it i mean we hire people for you know attorneys and doctors and matchmakers like myself but at the same time, why not help speed up your breakup process to get to the other side sooner if you can, right? If you have the resource to hire a breakup coach, why not? Like, let's just ask for help and not be in a society where we're so afraid to ask for help, men and women. You know, it's great that your example story is a male client because wow, he was vulnerable and said, you know what? I would like some help in this. And well, it affects, it was affecting him professionally. It was affecting his relationship with his daughter. There's something that I talk about a lot on the podcast called breakup brain. And that is that your IQ can actually fall after a breakup and that you can feel confused and feel like you're making mistakes. And Uh, you know, angry and bits of rage and things that you just absolutely can't explain. And it gets in the way of all aspects of your life. And yeah, we don't want that. We don't want to lose our jobs. We don't want to risk the relationships that we have with our family. But at the same time, having a broken heart can be so debilitating that it's so challenging to, to know what to do. And that's why having a breakup coach who's been there and also supported so many people to pinpoint places to start can be so, so effective. And every session that we had, he came with a pen and paper (laughs) and he did everything that we talked about and absolutely completely turned things around. Yeah. I love it. I love it, Janice. It just goes to show that when people put their mind to it, they can accomplish it. It's like, it's not the end of the world. Like there is help out there. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and we tell ourselves when in a breakup that we can't everybody, or a lot of people say, you know, I just can't, I can't stop thinking about them. I can't get over it. I can't, I can't, I can't. And that's what keeps us, keeps us stuck. You know, you believe the things that you repeat. And so it does start with, with the hope and the, the faith that you can get over it. And then eventually you do, it doesn't happen overnight. Trust me, this is, it's a, it's a process, but this is something that happens to everybody and we're all capable of, of healing. Yeah, that's so true. Well, 
Janice, thank you so much for your time today and coming on the show. I love talking to you. I feel like we could talk for another two hours, but uh, tell the people out there listening how they can get in touch with you and a little bit more information about you, please. Well, I would love it if you would head over to my podcast. That's X Files podcast, X E X Files with a PH. <laughs> Hopefully you can drop the info in your show notes. Um, so go, I drop up episodes every single Tuesday. And again, it's things about breakups. It's things about broken hearts and healing and moving on. So I do have lots of content about dating again, healthy relationships, open communication. I like to talk about overcoming loneliness. That's one of the things that I, um, I'm actually a public speaker and I talk about that enjoying being single embracing this time of your life so please come over and find me wherever you listen to podcasts and hit me up on instagram i'm at janice formicella hopefully you'll also put that in the show notes <laughs> and also x-files podcast oh and if you hit me up on instagram and tell me that you listened to this episode i will send you some x-files stickers in the mail so please come over and say hi and let's connect very cool. Thank you so much, Janice, for your time. I love talking to you about breakups, about dating, about relationships, all that is good stuff. So thank you so much. And I will talk to you guys later. Again, ladies, please go to twoasianmatchmakers.com and fill out a profile with me so I can find you and I can set you up with a great guy. Thank Do it. You. Bye, guys. <laughs>